listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire, and welcome to the Paul McGuire Report, wherever you are in the world. On today's program, we have powerful truth for you, truth that will set you free by exposing the hidden works of darkness and then contrasting the works of darkness with the works of light and the works of Jesus Christ and the coming of Christ's kingdom. Because after all, no matter what's going on in America or planet Earth right now, there is an overarching truth that should burn like a glorious sunrise before our eyes, and that is the truth that Jesus Christ is returning soon. Now, when I say returning soon, I'm not going to give you an exact date. The Bible <clears throat> commands us not to set, <clears throat> excuse me, an exact date. But the Bible tells us that Christ will return, that there is going to be a second coming of Jesus Christ, and that we are in the latter part of the last days. Now, the church for thousands of years has anticipated uh, this time period where Christ will return, and we're in it. We are absolutely in it. The only people who don't know we're in it are those people who are spiritually blind because they have chosen with an act of their wills to <clears throat> deny the truth of God's word, to deny reality all around. So, on today's program, we're going to give you a key to open the door to understanding, a kingdom key from Jesus Christ that will open the door of understanding. Now, the first thing I want to get to is what is happening now in terms of the raging spiritual battle in America and around the world. And most of you know that this battle centers around the manipulation of the COVID uh, pandemic, the manipulation of the vaccinations and the variants, and most of all, the crescendo moment, most of all, the manipulation of fear in your mind and heart and my mind and heart and the minds and hearts of hundreds of millions of people. Fear has been activated on a twofold platform. Number one, we're warned in the Bible about a spirit of fear. So fear is not merely a psychological phenomenon. Fear is also a spirit. There is a spirit of fear, and we must resist that spirit of fear. We must command and take authority over that spirit of fear, and we must, in the power and authority of Jesus Christ that he has given us, we must break the power of the spirit of fear so that God can set our minds and spirits free, and the result will be we will be liberated by the supernatural power of God, the dunamis, the, the explosive dynamite force of God. We will be clothed with power from on high, and we will have the supernatural power to resist and use our authority to break the spirit of fear. Let's, let's look at this from the perspective of a spiritual battle and a spiritual battlefield. The devil and his demons have weaponized fear to destroy and to incapacitate you and me and the church. The only way we can defeat that incapacitation is to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and exercise the dominion 
that God has given us, and then we can take authority over fear and cast fear out of our lives. That's exactly that's exactly what God wants, because God said in his word that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So we have to access that by faith. All right, let's move forward again. We're in the middle of the great, listen, this is not just some peripheral secondary moment that you're in and I'm in and hundreds of millions of Christians are in and non-believers are in, our children are in, our grandchildren are in. This is not a peripheral moment in time. And I, 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 I can't do enough to drive this truth home into your heart. We are not sitting in a peripheral period of time. We are sitting front and center in what I used for a title of a recent book that I wrote called, and this is where we are now, make no mistake about it. We are in, and this was the title of my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. Now, you either are on board with God's program, and you get it, or you're out to lunch regarding God's program, and you don't get it. But God has given every true believer in Jesus Christ who has been born again by faith, God has given every one of us a mission and an assignment by God to win souls, to be victorious in the spiritual battle in the last days. But in order to do that, we need biblical wisdom, biblical knowledge, and we need to know how to fight the spiritual battle, not with our willpower, not with our human intelligence, not with, you know, our money or whatever. We need to learn how to win the spiritual battle by appropriating the supernatural power of God. We need to be clothed with power from on high, because when we do that by faith, by receiving uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, when we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, now it's a game changer. We enter the spiritual battlefield with the anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit, which is supernatural. And now we have the supernatural power to defeat Satan and the demons and those who have chosen to serve uh, the coming Antichrist and the beast system. So that's where we are. Now, we have to have knowledge about what's going on. We're fighting against principalities and powers and the dark, unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places. We're fighting fallen angels. We're fighting uh, the demonic powers. We're fighting the agents of this present Luciferian world system. But we are doing it the way God wants us to do it. And God has told us that the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So that's where we are. Now, on one hand, if we look at the battlefield in America, and there is, is, America is the center of a global spiritual battle between the powers of darkness and the powers of the kingdom of God. Why? Because the devil knows far better than most Christians that uh, God has a plan for America. God still wants to use America to win uh, hundreds of millions of people to Jesus Christ. God wants to use the American, the true American church. Once they're anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit, God wants to use them to turn the tide of the spiritual battle. So it is of absolute necessity 
that we gather a restoration of the gifts, the power, the knowledge, and wisdom that God has given us, and that we allow God to open our eyes through supernatural revelation so that we can see what's coming, where it's coming from, and then we can see how do we defeat this. Because if we don't defeat it, we will be defeated, and that's not the will of God. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire, and wherever you're listening to this program on planet Earth, I need you to step up to the plate. I've been researching this stuff for decades. I've been seeking God for decades. I've had the privilege to work closely and to be mentored by or discipled by some of the most respected Christian leaders in the world over the last, I don't know, 35 years. And these great men of God have taught me and prepared me for the time period we're now in. And this is what I want to share to you uh, from my heart. Again, we have two choices. As true Christians who are born again, we are either going to obey God by putting God's word, word first, by making God's word our final authority, or we're going to disobey God like Adam and Eve did and reject the word of God. And then, if we're going to continue to rebel against God, we're going to um, decline and refuse to receive the supernatural power from on high. We're going to refuse to be clothed with power from on high. And if we refuse to be clothed with power from on high, it's impossible for us to win the spiritual battle because of the uh, enormous magnitude of the demonic armies that, that we're facing. So I want to, I, I, I constantly, and well, let's put it this way. It has been obvious to me for a long, long time that there exists a whole series of strongholds embedded in the consciousness and the spirit man or woman uh, and the uh, uh, brains of men and women who are Christians. Now, remember, a stronghold is not just an argument. It's not just a system of thought. A stronghold is literally a satanically energized argument raised up against us to defeat us and to block us from being victorious. Therefore, a stronghold is not just a theological argument. It's not just, an, uh, it's not just a philosophical argument. A stronghold may be coded and framed as if it were a philosophical or theological argument. But ultimately, the power of the satanic stronghold comes from the fact that, like a demonic parasite, it, it derives its energy, like a vampire, it derives its energy from the body of Christ by sucking the truth and the life out of the body of Christ. That's not the will of God. The way we demolish these satanic strongholds, which we have been weaponized against us, is that we place our faith in the supernatural power of Jesus Christ, remembering always that the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So when we are connected to the dunamis, the dynamite power of God, when we're connected to the Holy Spirit power, it flows through us, and it is a spiritual weapon that we are to use to destroy 
let's use this as an example, to destroy the Goliaths or the giants in, in our time period. And God has given us that supernatural power to accomplish that mission. One of the other things I learned through my research and study, I began to, this goes back a long time ago, uh, the Babylon studies. I began to uh, research heavily what happened in ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel. That ultimately came out with a book that I wrote with Troy Anderson called The Babylon Code. And in the intensive studies that I did, and Troy conducted his own research, I began to realize that even though why God judged ancient Babylon was because they were worshiping Lucifer in their hearts, and ancient Babylon was actually the world's first one-world government, one-world religion, and one-world economic system. In other words, ancient Babylon was the first uh, New World Order. So ancient Babylon, consequently, would have been, in modern terminology, the Great Reset. Because the Great Reset is just new wording for an older term of the New World Order. So the Great Reset is a modernized verbiage of the New World Order. And when you study the people of ancient Babylon who were ruled by Nimrod, you, you notice that the critical behavior pattern that they embraced, which gave them victory, is they operated in unity. They unified. They acted as one. And it was because the people of ancient Babylon, at the time of the Tower of Babel, functioned in unity, acted as one. It was for that reason, uh, uh, a principle of life, which happens to be true if you use it for evil or if you use it for good. They acted as one, they functioned as one, and that's what gave them the ability to build the Tower of Babel. It gave them the ability to build the world's first one-world government. They spoke in one common language, and, and God came down from heaven to observe the people of Babylon, and he was looking at the people of ancient Babylon, and he said that they have become like one person. They're functioning as one. They're unified. And then God said of the people of ancient Babylon, because they are functioning as one, nothing that they propose or plan to do will be withheld from them. So because the evil people of ancient Babylon were unified, their unity uh, caused them to be able to accomplish any goal that they chose to accomplish. Now, we have to take that understanding that there's a reason why God is sharing that with us in, in the Genesis account of ancient Babylon. And the reason is, is God's trying to tell his people, that's you and me in the last days, he's trying to tell us, hey, wake up, my people. This principle of coming together in unity and functioning as one uh, will enable you to accomplish anything that you conceptualize that you want to do. And the other thing that we have to understand is this principle of unity works whether your goal is evil or your goal is godly. The principle of unity, in a sense, it's an imperfect illustration, but the principle of unity 
enables evil people acting as one to accomplish any goal. But it also enables God's people who may have righteous plans, if if they're functioning in unity, then righteous people, nothing they propose to do will be withheld from them. And that carries over throughout human history, and it carries over specifically um, to uh, our day. And in our day, we have the rise of the New World Order in the form of the Great Reset, where the people who are in rebellion from Christ and serving the Antichrist, um, they're functioning as one. And this, this false unity is known as the Great Reset. And in, by utilizing Luciferian power and functioning as one, they're going to attempt to imitate the, the formation of a global government, a one-world religion, a one-world economic system, uh, and a one-world government. And that's what's coming down upon us. Now, God does not want his people stumbling around in a daze, ignorant of what's happening, lacking spiritual discernment. And God absolutely does not want his people to be deprived of knowledge, because knowledge is power. And God absolutely does not want his people functioning in, in a fragmentary organizational structure, fighting one another. God wants his people to function as one so they can be victorious. The only caveat to that is God does not want his people to surrender sound doctrine or compromise biblical truth in order to achieve oneness, because that would be counterfeit unity, counterfeit oneness, and that, of course, is is Luciferian. Now, I need to say this. Because unfortunately, as you well know, the people, the children of this world, the Bible says, the children of this world are far wiser, God says, than the children of light. In other words, the children of this world are far more crafty and shrewd than the children of light, and that's why they appear to win more victories. But if God's people would step up their game, being guided by the Bible, they would be able to overcome and overwhelm Lucifer and his army of fallen angels and principalities and powers. So, now we come to the area of the supernatural body of Christ, that's me and you and everybody who's truly born again, operating in unity and fulfilling our mission in the last days, which is to save souls, win disciples to Jesus Christ, and win, win, W-I-N, and to be victorious in the spiritual, in the raging spiritual battle that is engulfing America. And if we will operate as one without sacrificing scriptural integrity and without sacrificing sound doctrine, we can, for as long as God will allow us, be victorious in this last great end times battle at the end of the age. So, what does that mean? There are ministries like mine, Paul McGuire Ministries, operating under Paradise Mountain Church, and others. I'm not talking about people who are just secular commentators. The secular commentators that are conservative may offer up important things. I'm not denying that, nor am I against it. But there are very—listen to me carefully on this, on this issue. 
there are very few, percentage-wise, Christian ministries, Christian ministers, who know how to teach the Bible, especially Bible prophecy, properly, interpret Bible prophecy properly, who know how to walk under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit, but who also know how to integrate a biblical worldview with every area of life, so that these kinds of people in ministries, and, and we would have, Paul McGuire Ministries would have a, a global leadership in, in this position, even though we don't seek it, even though we don't promote it, um, we do have a global influence in this position, because we set the tone for countless millions of Christians in America and around the world. You can hear our expressions, our, our slogans, our arguments being used. And that's great. That's why we put them out there. So, um, in the spiritual battle, a ministry like this one has been, I'm not just a secular host. I have been a secular host in different periods of my career. I was a, uh, basically, even though I was a Christian, I was uh, a secular, conservative Christian radio talk show host with one of the most powerful uh, nationally syndicated programs, the Paul McGuire Show, on countless AM and FM stations. I was a regular commentator on the Fox News Network uh, as a conservative radio talk show host and Fox News television commentator and Fox Business Channel television commentator and commentator debater, this was before the corona thing, uh, on C- on CNN. So my primary public identity at that period of time was a conservative talk show host, even though I de- uh, even though I did a lot of on air stuff, at least in radio, on on a Christian worldview. Now I, the Lord brought me to a critical decision making fork in the road uh, over ten years ago, where I had to make a choice. I, I realized that I'm not saying everybody should do this. But this is what God required of me. He said, Paul, you, for you, you're going to have to make a choice. I have a very specific plan for you, a message for you to deliver it, Paul. You cannot accomplish this if you've got your foot in both worlds. So you're going to have to make a choice because what you're doing now, and God wasn't pounding on me for this, was that I was trying to soften the intensity of my Christian message and amplify the intensity of my conservative political message. But the problem was the cost of that was a reduction in the amount of light I was spreading uh, over powerful media. And and how this was brought home to me is I would look at my website, uh, Paul McGuire something, paulmcguire.com at that time. I would look at my website and I would see that it had a lot to do with conservative politics, conservative analysis, and then it would have Bible prophecy and scripture. And I realized that the, a lot of the millions of Fox viewers and CNN viewers that were watching me on Fox News or CNN were also checking me out on my website and discovering that I was a born-again Christian, which is not terribly exciting in their eyes. And I realized I, I couldn't make both audiences happy, but that wasn't the key issue. The key issue is I couldn't accomplish what God had called me to 
trying to play and win in both games. I had to either, for me, I'm not saying this is for everybody, but for me, I had, if I was going to accomplish God's will, I had to make the decision to fully be who I was in Christ, as a minister in Christ, as a Bible teacher, as a professor of eschatology, as the author of, today it's like 37 books in Bible prophecy. I had to fully embrace and minister from that platform. I couldn't hop back and forth. And so I remember that it began with my website, and I made the decision uh, to go 100% into preaching the gospel and Bible prophecy. And so when I did that, there was clarity in my mind, there was peace in my heart, because I was doing what God called me to do. Now, what happens when you do that, and, and many of you know what I'm talking about, my cash flow, my revenue stream, was relatively astronomical because I was playing the game for the major leagues to a mass audience. And that's how you get the big bucks and the big advertisers. And so, you know, I had plenty, plenty of money. And I used, by the way, the vast, vast majority of all that money I used, I plowed back into the ministry. But when you leave that somewhat comfortable world of conservative superstardom in the media, and I was well on my way to getting certain positions, you're walking away from your income, your cash flow, your status, because there's hard lessons to learn. You will get more respect, more speaking invitations, et cetera, et cetera, from Christians and churches and conferences when you are successful, as I was in the political conservative arena, then you will get money, cash flow, and big speaking invitations uh, being just 100% Christian. So it costs you. It costs you big time. So here we are today. God has been faithful to this ministry to supply our needs. We're not even remotely rich, okay? I work my tail off. And I won't tell you how many hours a day because you'd think I was lying. I won't tell you how many days a week because you think I was lying. But it's, it's a far more difficult challenge um, to finance your radio, our radio and television outreach uh, without the star power of secular conservative radio and television. And so now it's about trusting God and asking God's people to support it. You have to literally, your ministry and you, live by faith. So I need you, I think I've explained why, I need you to seek the Lord, ask God, how much would he have you give financially and donate financially to Paul McGuire and Paradise Mountain Church? I need you to come together and radically obey God. And I'm not asking you to do anything that I haven't done. I chose a long time ago to radically obey God, okay? And God has prospered me because of it. I mean, I've had best-selling books on Amazon. I mean, all kinds of stuff. God has opened the door for me to meet uh, privately with prime ministers and presidents and vice presidents and the highest-level military generals in the United States and from other countries. I mean, God has blessed me. But I need you to obey the Lord, and whatever God tells you to give or donate and finance, I need you to be committed 
and to give whatever he tells you to give. And then I need people to be intercessory prayer warriors for me. And that is so important because I'm on the front lines, like many others are, in a spiritual battle. So I need you to unify. It's a biblical principle. I need you to unify in the Paul McGuire Report audience and pray uh, an intercessory prayer for me, everybody associated with this ministry, my family, etc., etc. Your your prayers release the supernatural power that enables us to accomplish our goals. And finally, I need you to unify and partner with me by spreading my links, my messages far and wide. And now I'm going to talk to you straight from the heart. I need you, okay? And I mean this with all my heart. You've got to really know what it's like to be on the front lines. And I'm not the only one, I know that. I need you to understand fully what it means to be on the front lines. And I need you to, to pray intercessory prayer warfare for me and my family, to unify in that, because we are fighting a spiritual battle. And the more you move to the front of the front lines, and I'm not doing it for, uh, there's, you know, there's nothing, I, being on the front lines is not like, oh my, you know, Lord, I want to be a celebrity. That's not even in my heart. I'd rather be unknown. And I mean that. I couldn't have told you that 20 years ago, but I can certainly tell you that now. So I need you to stand behind me. And if you don't stand behind me, then pray until you hear a fresh word from the Lord and give where God is telling you to give. And don't, you don't have to tell me, this is between you and God, but don't cop out and say, oh, God hasn't spoken to me. Well, maybe he didn't speak to you about me, but he certainly spoke to you about somebody. Obey, we're in this together. We're in this together. Because if I go down and others go down, you're going to go down. Always remember that. Okay, so right now I want you to visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us, and I need you to spread our links, join, like, watch, view, subscribe, and follow all of our social media. That gives us bargaining power. Because I speak the truth and others speak the truth, you know, right now. I'm ready to be kicked off Google. I was ready to be kicked off Facebook. Why? Because I told the truth, even though I was intelligent about it. So that's a war against you because my numbers are rigged. Well, I'm not the only one. Anybody in alternative media who is speaking the truth effectively, their numbers are rigged. Okay? Big time. And my numbers are rigged. It's a form of psychological warfare to make the audience think, to marginalize you, so your, audio th- your, your audience thinks that you're unimportant and nobody knows who the heck you are. Those are all lies. That's a form of psyops. So we need to stand together, because if we don't stand together, we're going to hang together. This is the greatest battle, spiritual battle, in the history of the world and the history of America. And it's a battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the last days. Just, you know, we were watching television last night. I I taped this news story. Uh, I didn't get to watch it, but I want to watch it because I've been following it. Parents were shocked to find out. I was surprised the secular media covered it. Parents were shocked to find out what their third grade students were being taught in terms of triple X-rated adult, highly explicit visual video, hardcore pornography. That's what they were being exposed to, third graders in the public schools. 
Now, if you've been listening to the, the show, you, you understand that when you begin to embed psychologically in the kid's mind graphic videos and pictures and lectures and in-classroom performers, wake up, it's real, it's happening. And anything, uh, anything goes. And what they're pounding and they're programming into the brains of our children via the educational system is this message. If you are just into vanilla Christianity, vanilla Christianity, no, vanilla sex, excuse me. If you're just into vanilla sex, and that's their derogatory term for, let's say, the kind of sex that used to be practiced between husbands and wives over the centuries, they derogatorily sneer at you and tell your kids in school, oh, that's vanilla sex, that's boring. And you want to get into more exciting sex, which is like chocolate sex, vanilla sex, strawberry sex. And the idea is, you know, S&M, and I'll leave it at there, in case there's young children. And what they're doing is they're programming your child at an impressionable age. They're programming them in terms of shattering their sexual identity, shattering and reprogramming their sexual perception. Why? Because the real end game is to shatter and destroy the traditional American family, shatter and destroy biblical values, uh, uh, a moral right, a moral wrong, shatter patriotism, shatter anything to do with Judeo-Christian belief systems. This is a targeted, highly financed by super billionaires like Soros and others, and the idea is to capture the youth of the nation, which is exactly what the communists did when they had the communist revolution in Russia. So visit right now paulmcguire.us, that's paulmcguire.us, and make sure you grab, you order a copy right now of probably the most powerful book I've ever written, Power from on High. I think it's, it's up to 441 pages. But when you read it, it's going to be like you were struck with lightning. Power from on high, but not in a crazy, wacko, nut job sense, in an intelligent, biblical sense. And I believe that with authentic, biblical, legitimate power from on high, if God would grant us an authentic, biblical uh, revival and third great awakening, we could turn the tide of the spiritual war for this nation. So get your copy of Power from on High while it's still at a discount. And I think it's 441 pages. You will not fall, <laughs> I guarantee you, you will not fall asleep reading this book. You will be turned on, energized, motivated, and educated. Okay, so visit paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in just a second. Spread this far and wide. I need your help. That's all I can say, man. I cannot do this alone. I've been doing this for decades after decades, okay? I don't take time off, almost never. I don't, I do jobs that most people hire people to do, okay? I know I, I could drive expensive cars and stuff like that, but I don't. It's not because I have a poverty complex. It's because I recognize that as a leader, to whatever degree I am a leader, at the very least, I'm an ambassador for Christ, that I have a responsibility to you and others that when you look at my lifestyle, um, I don't look like a guy. I don't miss my, represent myself as some charlatan out for the money. So I deliberately, I tell this to my family and my wife and stuff, I deliberately make choices as a consumer. I won't always buy the fanciest cars. Why? It's not that I wouldn't want one. Of course I would want one. 
And there's nothing wrong if you have one, depending upon what you do. It's just that as a minister, people judge you, and I don't want to be a stumbling block to anybody. I am a minister and a Bible teacher and an evangelist. Why? And this is something Dr. Jack Hayford of the Church on the Way taught me, because I was uh, part of his ministry team at, at the Church on the Way for, I don't know, 25, 27 years. And he taught me the importance uh, regarding minister, uh, being a minister, of being a servant minister. That you have to have the heart of a servant. You come to serve like Jesus. You don't seek to be served. So visit paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in just a moment. This is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Okay, let's so get back to this important foundational truth, which is, number one, we are in an all-out spiritual war. You must understand, most of you do. Most of the people you know have no clue. Where we are now, if we lose the spiritual war that we're in right now at this point, if we lose it now while we still have an opportunity at this particular point, then that's it. It's over. It's, it's a downward spiral because the global reset people, let me, let me paint this scenario for you again. They are trillionaires. Some of them, and I said this a couple of books back, and everybody like had a heart attack, and I'm used to that. But I suggested that, based on my research, it was my opinion that uh, a certain number of these international banking families and the super wealthiest people in the world, that the amount of money that they were worth wasn't just being billionaires, like Forbes magazine said. The truth of the matter is, their net worth may be something closer to $50 trillion to $100 trillion. And people, of course, have a heart attack. But did you notice that uh, one of the uh, most powerful people uh, in England now uh, came forward uh, and said to the entire world, he made a speech, I forgot whether it was the, the newly appointed King of England or another high, high level of authority. And he openly said on national TV that he was aware of a man who was very powerful and that this man was, you know, was worth countless trillions of dollars and he could afford to buy private armies and employ the entire world. That was a strategic drop of a truth that is normally hidden. You'll never hear that, that there's, that there's a human being around who, who's worth, you know, 50 to 100 trillion dollars and more and owns private armies and owns nations and everything else. It sounded like he was setting himself up for the coming of the Antichrist or the false prophet. I don't know whether he was referring to himself in veiled terms or he was referring to somebody who has not yet revealed how much power and money he really has, but that revealing is coming soon. It was a very peculiar and odd statement. I need to review it and listen more carefully. But I'm convinced it is totally connected to the global reset. Because this is their game plan. The, you know, the lies they tell you, they seduce you with, they brainwash you with, are incredible. 
since this whole COVID thing happened with the social isolation, and by the way, the deliberate annihilation of the economies of the middle class and the working class. They deliberately assaulted the economic, uh, the economics of the working class and the working middle class by, by breaking the backs of their businesses, their restaurants, family-owned businesses, you know, people who own a pizza place, people who have a, a small company with 400 employees. They broke the backs intentionally, by, and they did it under the subterfuge of, oh, gee, we're just protecting you from COVID and the pandemic. So that's why we need social isolation, masks, and everything else. Well, was that the real reason they implemented all those procedures? Or was the real reason of implementing those procedures, was it to provide a wrecking ball to the economy of the working class and the middle class all around the world and bankrupt them so they would be forced to go to their knees via economic slavery and depend for the rest of their life on very modest third world style, communist nation style handouts. I think you know the answer to that. I think you know where this is going. So um, they're saying it out in the open. They're going to destroy the present economic system. They're going to have some kind of nanochip implant which functions as you're buying or selling electronic device, a wireless transmitter operating on 5G. Everything about you, you can't buy or sell. I mean, all the features that the Mark of the Beast has in the book of Revelation 666, this nanochip implant will have. And its purpose, its hidden agenda, is total domination and total control of the world economic system, which gives them total domination and total control of every man, woman, and child alive. They know everything about you. They can go back into your past. And then they plug you via wireless 5G technology. They plug your mind, your brain, and your memories into the hive mind or the world brain. They, and they do that by having you, they inject you when you have uh, certain vaccinations. They inject you with a metallic substance, graphene oxide. Graphene oxide functions as a wireless radio broadcasting system. Graphene oxide functions as a wireless transmitter and receiver and connects you to the hive mind in the world brain. So what they have in mind for you is they're going to put you in a cheap little apartment. I personally don't think it's going to be even as nice as the one that, you know, you've seen all the pictures of Tesla's house and he lives in this very itsy bitsy house. But it's still kind of a snappy house, okay? That's what they have in mind for you, but forget about the snappy. And who will your neighbors be? Because nobody's working. So you're going to have drug addicts all around you and people committing crimes and, and, and you know, criminals, you know, sex trafficking. God knows what's going to happen. You lose all privacy. You lose all individuality because that's the contract you're going to sign in order for you to get this nanochip implant. Now, what makes this, this domination technology so bone-chilling is that it comes right out of the book of Revelation. Uh, when you read about the Antichrist, the false prophet, the one world government, the one world religion, the one world economic system, and most of all, the mark of the beast technology, 666. And in this new reality, in this new normal, 
you'll live in a very modest dwelling. You, you won't eat real meat anymore. You'll eat some kind of synthetic meat. And seriously, they are already programming and feeding your children and adults insect food. No, I'm not making this up. If you haven't read this, you need to get up up to speed. School children are being fed ground-up, sugar-sprayed insect food as their diet. They're being programmed to eat insects and no more meat. Everything is artificial or plastic or artificial flavoring. And what they want to do is keep your mind plugged in via those virtual reality goggles and virtual reality headphones. They they want to keep your head, your imagination, your brain, your thinking. They want to have you live in this artificial fantasy play world. And so they have you sucked into this technological play world, and you forget that you're living in a ghetto. And it's evil, and it's weird. Christianity will not be allowed. The Bible will not be allowed. Evangelism will not be allowed. Home Bible studies will not be allowed. What you have to understand is what my father told me, and maybe your father told you the same thing. My father told me when I was a young boy growing up in Jackson Heights, Queens, whenever I would encounter something that that seemed to be a great deal, my father would always remind me and say, Paul, there's no such thing as a free lunch, which simply meant people don't take you to lunch uh, unless they want you for something or they need something from you. So you think you're getting a free lunch. No, you're not. There's a hidden cost to it. It's a, it's a social mechanism for getting you to give them something. So it's not free. And um, interestingly enough, it's not said with that ex- those exact words, but the Bible has a phrase in the book of Power, uh, Proverbs which essentially says the same thing. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And I'm paraphrasing it, but the way it goes is, be careful, beware, be on your alert of having lunch with a, a very wealthy man, because he would have you eat his delicacies. In other words, he's buying you an expensive lunch, but then Proverbs warns, but he's setting a trap for you. The only reason the wealthy guy in Proverbs is buying you an expensive free lunch is because he wants something for you, and he's going to trap you. So don't think you're going to own absolutely nothing and you'll never be happier than in your whole life. That's a lie. All that is is rebranded communism and Marxism being sold to the socially engineered and dumbed down to mass populations. Okay, so what are we going to do about it? We have two choices, because time is running out very quickly. This global social revolution is being coordinated and financed by the globalist elite, the richest and most powerful banking families in the world, who are also hardcore occultists and Satanists and Luciferians. These super-rich elite, they are the international bankers that control the monetary supply of America through the Federal Reserve System. The Federal Reserve System consists of 12, essentially 12 international banking families that secretly, and by law, you're not allowed to know their names, their budget, or anything else. The Federal Reserve, which is all a bunch of bankers from Europe and England, etc., they own the money supply of the U.S. They control the interest rates, inflation rates, 
recession rates. They control everything to do with money. You have no say-so. All of that is violating the Constitution. Therefore, they're stealing from you. How did they get away with it? Because in 1914, they passed the Federal Reserve Act in a stealth manner through both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. It's just with the Democratic Party, they actually came out and called it a central bank. When they were doing it through the Republican Party, they called it the Federal Reserve System. Now, what is a central bank? Everywhere people like Rothschild and Rockefeller want to take control and dominate a nation and its people, they set up a central bank. A central bank is the bank they control. Once they control the central bank, they control the political structure, the governmental structure, and the economic structure. And a central bank is located in just about every nation on on planet Earth. But the, the central bank is a control mechanism. In America, going back to 1914, during the Federal Reserve Act, the American people were very wary of Rothschild's central banks. So they cleverly renamed it the Federal Reserve, hiding the fact that the Federal Reserve is the same thing as a central bank. And all that means is that the Rothschilds and the other super-rich international banking families hide behind the Federal Reserve. It has nothing to do with the federal government, and they control all aspects of America via the Federal Reserve banking system. So if our economy is messed up right now, guess what? Let me pop the balloon with a pin. Bam, the balloon explodes. And now you're able to see the handwriting on the chalkboard. The Federal Reserve is a stealth mechanism created by the international bankers to seize control of a nation by first seizing control of the money system, the money supply. Rothschild said, he who controls the money supply controls the nation. He also said, Rothschild said, I don't care who controls the politicians, uh, uh, the military, the media, and all that stuff. It's meaningless to me, uh, Rothschild said. The only thing I care about is who controls the monetary system. Now, here's the occult secret, and don't be afraid of the word occult. The occult secret behind uh, the Federal Reserve and Central Bank system is a system of ancient alchemical magic that began in ancient Babylon, also known as the Philosopher's Stone, where the philosophers or the occultists take worthless metals and supposedly, through alchemical magic, magically convert the worthless metals into precious gold. So in the same way, the Federal Reserve doesn't have any actual money, nor does it have any gold or silver or jewels or anything of tangible worth or value to back up the millions of paper dollars or paper $100 bills that they print. So this is the game of illusion or magic they play. They print money from nothing. They print millions and millions of dollars, but they have nothing to bank it up, to back it up in, in a vault. Therefore, it's a complete illusion. Number two is they, they incentivize uh, the American government borrowing as much money as possible from the Federal Reserve so they can charge the federal government, which means charge us, we the people, via taxes. They can charge us enormous taxes and interest to pay off the money they loan to us. The point is, you don't get money from nothing. And the whole thing is a heist. 
It's a criminal scheme. But what they're counting on, they're counting on the fact that they've dumbed down the American people. And I know, I, I was on countless uh, of the biggest shows on the Fox News Network, on the shows with the biggest hosts, uh, in a time period where they had 10 times at least the viewers than they have today. And I was on not only Fox News Network with the biggest hosts, I was on the Fox Business Channel with the biggest hosts. And I noticed nobody ever said anything, but in an unspoken manner, you were not allowed to tell the truth about the Federal Reserve. And it was my analysis that a number of the people that I debated live on the air on the Fox Business Channel, uh, one particular young lady, woman, whatever you want to call her, she was the big shot editor of the Wall Street Journal, and there were other people of that caliber. When I debated her, and I, and I did a very soft debate because, you know, she was the hostess. I didn't want to insult her. But, but I realized she didn't really understand. Here she is, the, the editor of the Wall Street Journal, and she did not really understand the exact nature that the Federal Reserve operates on. So if she doesn't understand it, believe me, the average person doesn't understand it. And that's because they keep their power by blinding you from understanding it. So the way we get set free from all of this is to win this all-important battle for the hearts and the minds of mankind and our fellow Americans. We need to expose the truth on GMO foods. Big Pharma, uh, Big Agriculture, GMOs, Genetically Modified Organisms. You know, people, ignorant people who are ill-informed and have not done their homework um, will tell you that, that all this talk about tranquilizers and other things in the chemtrails is a conspiracy theory. They are incorrect. I have the facts. They're in my books. Get my book, um, A Prophecy of the Future of America. Get my brand new book, Power from on High. And get my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. I talk about the GM foods. I talk about artificial weather, that they control the weather through technology. That, that causes people's heads to spin. But they do. It's a fact. I can prove it. You can't prove otherwise. Um, they've weaponized the weather. They have very advanced weather modification technology. And all this freak weather that you always see is artificially generated by technology that fires up ions into the uh, upper atmosphere of Earth and literally superheats the ionosphere, causing the ions to bubble, and then they can create any weather condition they want, whether it's a tropical storm, uh, whether it's flood rains, whether it's drought, or something else. Now, let's just stop at this juncture. People normally will scream at me, especially Christians, go berserk, call me a liar. You know, they, 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 you know why? You know why they... they, they break down and have a psychotic and aberrational reaction to being told the truth because they've invested their entire lifetime, they've invested their entire minds into a false belief system. And when somebody shows to them that there is no Wizard of Oz, you know, that the world is completely different than you think it is, 
they have a mini psychotic breakdown right on the spot. Now, I'm going to prove to you right now in a few seconds, because I can prove everything I'm saying. I'm not making it up, and I can prove it. So right now, in a second, we'll be back, and I'm going to prove to you that we are in a time where science fiction is real, and we have and are using weather modification weapons, and the vast majority of our freak weather patterns are generated through technology and a bombardment of the ionosphere with EMF frequencies. I'll prove it to you. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Spread truth far and wide. Visit paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in a second. Okay, let's just bullet point this. Number one is a reason, one of the primary reasons we know that the weather, the aberrant freak weather that we see, we're all, if you've got a brain, you see it. The reason we know that that is deliberately, uh, these chemtrails are deliberately creating artificial weather is because the U.S. military came out openly and published a report called uh, Owning the Weather, where they said, the military said uh, about a decade ago in this military report that they had a plan to totally dominate, control, and own the weather and the weather patterns in America and the world. We know that is happening. Okay, That's an open, published military fact. Number two is the former head of the CIA um, was giving a speech at the Council on Foreign Relations, which was televised. Anybody can watch it on video. So the former head of the CIA, he somewhat disguises the full implications of what he's saying. But what he says on international national TV is that they, and that implies the CIA and the scientific industrial complex, that they were controlling the weather with brand new EMF technologies. So here, an authoritative source in print at the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, taped on video, broadcast around the world, was his, the content of his speech was in many editorials. So the former of the CIA is admitting to the fact that certain branches of the U.S. government are actually modifying and controlling the weather. And the reason they're doing that, the CIA director said, is because this was their effort to fight uh, climate change. I don't remember whether he said climate change or global warming. So here you have a public admission from an authoritative source, documented from firsthand sources, where one of the most powerful men, a man who should know the facts, is telling you openly that they're controlling the weather, all aspects of the weather. They're actually using science and technology to modify and control the weather, except his, his uh, kind of like backdoor exit is, he claims, the CIA director claims, that they're doing all of this because it's an effort to combat climate change. So he is admitting they're using science and technology to radically modify the weather, but he says the justification is this is our this is how we can fight climate change. Okay, so there's no argument. I mean, any argument over whether or not we're using weather modification weapons or weather modification technology or whether or not we're actually changing uh, weather conditions on the spot with a snap of the fingers, all those arguments are over. 
if you're on the side of someone who says, well, that's a conspiracy theory, I don't believe it, my response politely, and maybe I have to repent afterwards, is shut up. Know what you're talking about. Prove the BS you just told me. Prove it. You mouthed off a statement. You falsely accused me of being a conspiracy theorist. And you don't have the foggiest clue, no pun intended, because that's a weather modification. You don't have the foggiest clue of what you're talking about. Because one of the most powerful men in the world, the former director of the CIA, has openly stated while he was being televised, while it was printed at the Council on Foreign Relations, where the most powerful people in the world meet, he openly admitted to the fact that they're using their science and technology to control the weather, and they're using weather modification technology. Okay, so that's the end forever. It's the final detonation of the I'm clueless stupidity argument called conspiracy theorist. The only thing he's saying that I would disagree with um, is that it's being done purely for the purpose of fighting climate change. But that's secondary. The primary argument, the primary debate is, are they using technology and science to control the weather? And according to the CIA director, absolutely they are. So to all your friends who pontificate without connecting their brain cells to other cells of their body, they, they, they tell them to shut up. Really, I'm serious. I tell them to shut up. You say, that's not Christian. I think allowing people to continue perpetuating a lie after you've politely endured their insults, because they started the first volley of the argument by firing away at you verbally and calling you a conspiracy theorist, which is a lie. So they're calling you a liar. They're calling you a psychotic and a moron. You have a right to defend yourself. I'm from New York. We defend ourselves aggressively. Okay, so it's a proven fact. And of course, the U.S. military has their uh, we control the weather document, which is which is a scientific proven fact. Now, let's just look at some other things. The, the mass vaccinations are causing serious, potentially causing, allegedly causing uh, a whole spectrum of secondary health issues for men, women, and children. That's a fact. It's not a conspiracy theory. And GMO foods allegedly by some very prestigious doctors, genetically modified organism food, where they've tampered with the DNA of our food supply, is causing uh, a mass spectrum of diseases to erupt in the human body, brain, and mind. Everything from psychiatric, psychological disorders to immune system disorders. So why are the big uh, GMO companies allowed to continue on uh, producing GMO food, which produces glycosophates, glycosophates, which are harming people's health. And then let's go back to the chemtrails in the water. Why is fluoride, a tranquilizer, coming from the rain? There are, why, why are uh, uh, dangerous metals coming from our rain? Why is lithium, another known tranquilizer, coming from our rain. Well, why? Ask yourself the question. What would be, first of all, the CIA director said they're modifying the weather to fight climate change. How does spraying the population with tranquilizing drugs like lithium and fluoride, how does that solve our climate change crisis? Of course, it doesn't. 
It puts people into a dumbed-down state of consciousness. So they're relaxed, and they, they're unable to mentally or cognitively process a factual reality that they're being dosed with lithium or fluoride. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. We'll be back in just a second. This is Paul McGuire. Now, at the same time, simultaneously, our children and adults are under all, uh, an all-out assault in the educational system, through social media, through diet, through GMOs, through curriculum, et cetera, et cetera. We have hardcore. I'm talking about hardcore folks. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be tempted to, to, to graphically depict what your children are being forced to watch visually, see, hear, and read. And not only that, they occasionally bring in live sex performers uh, to, to simulate with their tight clothes on a whole spectrum of sexual acts. That's done to smash apart Judeo-Christian belief system and the school system. They've smashed apart the ability of the middle class, working middle class, and the ability of the working working class to own their own home. To they've destroyed the ability for many people, for millions of people, to now be able to afford the American dream. Now let's let's just say it for let's just say it like it should be said. There are people in the highest positions of power globally. These people are evil. Do you understand that? If you can't understand that they're evil, like in the Hitlerian sense of evil, then then you are like brainwashed to the gas chambers. They are evil. Now, what you have to understand is they have no conscience because they don't believe in a moral right or moral wrong. What they believe in, according to their own words, is whoever has the power has the strength to force the conquest of other people. That's what it's all about. And so they do it through a spectrum of weapons, dumbing people down, social engineering, drugging them with all kinds of drugs, uh, programming their minds neurologically through social engineering, GMO foods, fragmenting their sexual identities, burying it into their subconscious. And their move is to totally reboot America and reboot global society. But what you have to understand above all things is their number one target and goal is to destroy America because all the nations, all the cultures, cultures of the world are always looking at America. No matter what they say, they look to America for answers. And so these people, this globalist elite, they're about the business of smashing into pieces and bulldozing down the American dream. They have to destroy the American dream with a bloody vengeance because the very existence of the American dream says this. It says, you can come to America, we have all these freedoms, and if you work hard and start your own business or find the right business to work for somebody else, that you can come here with nothing, and if you work hard, you can have your own house, white picket fence, car, and money for your children, and you can literally have a life worth living, and you can have a life of hope. And then people who are checking out the American dream understand that the smart Americans who know what's happening, they know that the American dream is absolutely a byproduct of a belief in the Bible 
a belief in Jesus Christ, and a belief and practice in the biblical God. In other words, the American dream exists because of the Creator God, the Bible, and Jesus Christ. He makes it all possible. Now, so what's the secret recipe? What's the secret formula for America's prosperity, for for getting in on the American dream? Working hard, being honest, and adopting a biblical worldview in your work ethic, your identity, and behavior. That's a beaming light of evangelism to the whole world, or it was. It's a light on a hill that the Pilgrims and Puritans used that term. God intended for America to be a light on a hill, a light to the nations regarding the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. But the enemies of Christ, those that have been captured by an antichrist spirit, those that have penetrated the seminaries, the churches, uh, the Christian schools, the secular schools, the, the parasitical, evil Marxists and communists who hate Christ, who hate God, and who hate the Bible, they are destroying America through subversion from within. So this is not just about you or me. This is about whether or not America will continue to broadcast the light of the gospel into all the world, the reality of Jesus Christ, and the reality of the Bible. It affects your children, your grandchildren, and your future. And it's not an accident that this great battle is happening in the time period we call the last days. So God has put the ball on our court. We need to join together. And and let me share this with you from the heart. Jesus said to you and me, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Therefore, when we go into the spiritual battlefield, despite the overwhelming odds, you you and I can say with faith-based perception that we're going to, God, we're going to conquer Canaan. The giants are grasshoppers, and the giants... See, uh, see themselves as grasshoppers and see themselves, I'm getting confused, sorry. The giants see themselves as grasshoppers. We, the people of God, see the giants as grasshoppers. And we say to the living God, we are well able to overcome them and take the land. A faith-based perception. A faith-based perception based on biblical reality. Nothing is impossible with God. So when we enter the spiritual battlefield, We know that if we call upon God and by faith believe God's word and receive supernatural power from on high and put the word of God first, we know that nothing is impossible with God and we will be victorious in the spiritual battle. So don't allow Satan to use demonic psyops on your mind and brainwash you into the lie that you're going to lose the battle. No, you're not going to lose the battle. We're going to win the battle because. Our king, the king of kings and lord of lords, he is God Almighty. And as the expression goes, we, the body of Christ, win in the end. That means not only winning in the end end, but it means winning the spiritual battle in all these vitally important battles up until the official end of the age. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Stand with me, will you? Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. 